Do you sometimes get bored in your relationship? Today we're talking about boredom in relationships and what happens when you feel the excitement isn't there anymore. If you'd like to find out more about how to improve your relationship, head over to therelationshipmaze.com where you can also take our free online argument quiz and discover your argument style. And press subscribe right now. Welcome to today's podcast, and today we're talking about boredom. Yeah, oh, it's sort of, what is boredom? It's this sort of energy zapping, dull experience, a sense of, that sense of like everything is always the same, there's no novelty, um, everything's predictable, and everything is sort of feels quite flat, right? Yeah, it's that sort of experience that all I can think of, it reminds me of uh, teenagers, like, you know, mm. like my son, you know, sometimes it seems like everything's so boring. Yes, exactly. Or this experience of, oh, I don't know what to do with myself. And I, it's funny that you say teenagers, because that's the sort of, uh, that's the time that I always go back to in terms of uh, this experience being really bored. Um, whereas I think now, these days... I can't actually really remember any kind of day where I felt bored. I don't really know what that feels like anymore. I'm always so busy and active. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking exactly the same. Is that now I, I struggle to think? I struggle to even relate to boredom now because mm. I don't find. I don't think boredom's part of my experience. I mean, mm. I, in a way, I think I'd like to be have a day when I could get bored, when I didn't have to constantly be doing things, and there's mm. always an endless list of things to do. Mm. Um, but so, but certainly, yeah, as a teenager, I think there were lots of times that I'd experienced boredom. Mm. I think when people talk about boredom, being bored in the relationship, I think what they are usually referring to is the sort of sense of staleness, isn't it? That there isn't, there isn't enough uh, uh, excitement. We've talked about excitement previously in, in one of our podcast episodes. So there isn't enough excitement. There is something that's sort of very predictable. There is a, there's sameness. And stuckness, maybe. Maybe what they're talking about is feeling a bit stuck. Yes, it, it can be. And also, you know, I think there's many reasons for boredom, but boredom can have um, a serious impact in relationships for many people because then, you know, if somebody's bored, well, they may think about ending the relationship. They may look at trying to find excitement somewhere else, maybe in another relationship as an affair. Or it could involve, you know, just in, in terms of them just generally feeling depressed. Mm, yes, I think that's really interesting that you mentioned that. And I was sort of thinking about, this is one of the things that we always uh, uh, teach uh, on, on counselling courses, that um, if you experience boredom in the context of therapy, there's often, if you have a client who you might be experiencing as boring, there's often an attempt by the client to kind of send you to sleep, so to speak, because um, they might feel that you're getting too close, that the relationship is getting too intimate, that there is something that might be coming out in the session that could not, that they want to prevent from coming out because it feels too risky. And I wonder whether there's something like that in relationships as well sometimes. It sort of indicates... Maybe also a fear of trying something new, of um, of trying something different. It's it's a fear of also or maybe a fear of connection. Yes, and I, I think that is very important. Although I also think 
there, you know, we all find different things interesting. We find some things boring, like between us. There mm, are some sure. things that you find interesting that mm. I wouldn't be interested in mm. at all. Mm. Um, like where, whereas there are things that I love and I find really exciting that you would think, why on earth would I do that? <laughs> and I think, you know, there are people that mm. we just don't connect with, that we find boring. And it's not because they're trying always to suppress mm. emotions. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember many times I've been bored, but I do remember... About 10 years ago, and I still feel bad saying this, but I once went for a business networking kind of meeting with somebody from a business networking group. And just in that 10 minutes of, of, of him speaking, I found myself just desperately trying to think of ways to get away because I felt so mm. bored. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind saying that, but it's just like that, that wasn't kind of somebody trying to hold back things from me. Um, that was just because I couldn't relate in any way to what this person's interests were or what they were saying. Yes, I think it's. I think you're right. I mean, sometimes it about it is about interests, and there's plenty of things I can think about that I would find super boring. I wouldn't want to engage in, but there's sometimes often a demeanor that comes with being boring with somebody who lots of people might uh, experience as being boring because they are. There is a sort of holding back from this person. There's a maybe a caution in terms of how they might want to relate to other people. That often comes into it. That's kind of what I'm talking about, that they might not even be aware of. Yes, and, and I suppose the reverse as well. There are some people who are just too over the top and you think, sure. I just want this person to be a bit more boring. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. so it's finding a balance. Yeah. Um, but And it's also what relates to you because, like I said, what one of us finds boring, the other person won't. Mm. Somebody may find somebody who just reels off kind of facts and academia mm. and mm. different things like this all the time. They may find them fascinating. Mm. Whereas to somebody else, it's like, oh, I need to get out of this room as quickly as possible. So I think, you know, there is this thing in terms of what we find interesting. And again, what we talked about, I think, before, in terms of what your values are, what's mm. important to you in life. Does this match the other person? If the other person has values and interests that are very different, it's going to be challenging probably to find that engagement. We may find ourselves feeling bored. And I think that's another thing as well, is we find ourselves feeling bored. And mm. I always like the question, which is highly controversial too, mm. which is if somebody says, well, I get so bored... I always think, I want to ask them, how are you boring yourself? Exactly. Because essentially boredom, you know, our emotional response is ours. Mm. It's not everybody's. Mm -hmm. You know, what are we doing? If, if you're sitting in a room for two hours, you know, and you're saying, well, I'm really bored. Well, you know, I would think, well, how can you be bored? You mm. could read, you mm. could kind of think about projects. If I was, I might be thinking about ideas for a podcast or whatever it might be. Mm. But I wouldn't get bored. No, so it's also a question of uh, particularly if this plays out in in a relationship and uh, and you say, oh, I find the relationship boring or I find my partner boring, then absolutely. Then there's also the onus is on you. How can you make it less boring? How can you make the relationship less boring? How can you uh, find a way to engage your partner that uh, might make them less boring, for example, to you. And what's at stake here, really? Uh, for me, it's um, when there's boredom in the relationship, there is something that's not alive, maybe. There is something that needs to be uh, woken up and shaken up a little bit in the relationship as well. Yes, and that doesn't mean shaking up your partner, literally. No. But it's kind of, you know, I think that's the, the thing with this is 
is also is recognizing where does this boredom come from? Mm. Is it really to do with your partner or is mm. it to do with something within you? Because mm. sometimes it comes down to our attachment style. It's like, you know, if we have an avoidant attachment style, it might be that we think we have this connection, but then sometimes we experience boredom and we kind of then think well maybe this isn't the right person for me mm-hmm. so for example I've worked with clients who they've been in relationships in the past that maybe have been even abusive mm-hmm. that have been very up and down where mm-hmm. the person's kind of been very unreliable maybe mm-hmm. had affairs and which has upset them drastically at the time but there's also been that sense of sometimes where there's been excitement and they got used to this kind of up and down, like a roller coaster ride of times you get these highs and mm. there's the lows as well. But that means when you have those highs, which again feeds into that cycle of abuse, mm. they become even more like a fix and you keep wanting that fix. Mm. And I've worked with people where they've recognised that and realised that actually this boredom they're experiencing now in a relationship is actually because, you know, sometimes they've had this unhealthy desire to have this fix, this high, which along with it has come this cycle of uh, things that haven't actually been that positive for them. That's really such an important point that you're bringing up there. And I think that's particularly relevant also within the context of dating, where often, uh, what I often hear um, from people who are who are dating or looking for a partner is that they say, oh, I met this guy, I met this woman, and they seemed a bit boring. And And you're absolutely right. What they mean by that is often that they are, so used to feeding on high drama, on somebody who is over-expressive, for example, uh, and that they often experience somebody who might be a bit quieter, might be a little shyer, or might be a little bit more introvert, and then they are described as boring. Or someone who is actually quite secure in their attachment is experienced as boring because they don't offer this, they don't offer the roller coaster ride. Yeah. Um, so actually, I think... Um, I think that often if you are going on a date and uh, you experience the other person as boring, there might be a real room here uh, for exploring that a little bit further and for seeing, well, actually, maybe this is boring because it's sort of karma. Yeah, and I think sometimes the word we use won't be boring in that context. It would be like, they seem really nice, but they don't seem to have that. There's not that sort of mm. spark or whatever it is. Mm. But after that one connection, that one date, you don't really know. And, you know, the problem is, well, if you get hooked on that drama, you will end up a lot of the times getting hurt. But you'll also end up having your body flooded with adrenaline most of the time. You'll end up with all these sort of chemicals It in the long term, it can be bad for your emotional, your mental and even your physical health mm. and won't lead to that true experience of actually feeling loved, feeling secure, which fundamentally, I, I think, does leave people feeling happier in the long term. Mm. Well, I think you need and also sort of coming back to I, I agree with you and uh, coming back to boredom and relationships. Um, I think, you know, it might just be that the relationship has plateaued a little bit in terms of novelty in terms of new discoveries about each other. There might be quite a lot of routine in the relationship because you automatically fall into habits with each other. 
Um, so it might be that uh, it's a sign of the relationship having kind of stabilized, as it were. And I'm not sort of an advocate here for saying it's got to be boring all of the time because that's good. Um, I think it's got to be a balance, right? Um, and boredom might just be an indication, okay, an indication of we are sort of stabilizing, we're more secure with each other. There isn't lots that we uh, find surprising, for example, about each other. There isn't that much to discover anymore. But that doesn't mean that they can't be, right? That doesn't mean that you can't generate uh, more of that still. It doesn't mean that you can't generate life in the relationship because you can do exciting things together still and have new discoveries together. Yes, exactly. And I think that's the key thing is taking responsibility as well and thinking, what what are you doing to help build excitement in your relationship? Are you mm -hmm. discussing this with your partner? You know, having that conversation, even though it's difficult, saying, you know, sometimes I feel that some things in, in a relationship, sometimes I feel I'd like things to be more exciting. Mm -hmm. um, what can we do about it? And actually having a discussion, doing things together, make mm -hmm. sure you spend time together, go do something new with each other sometimes, go dancing, go to a class, learn something together. So actually take action and, and do something different, do something new. You know, for some things it could be fantasies, but it doesn't mean you have to dress up like characters from Star Wars or whatever in the bedroom or whatever to mm. whatever works mm. for you. Mm. It's 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 just actually taking that time to do things together. And I think doing things where there's some sort of energy involved can be great. That's why doing a dance class, doing some sort of sport or activity together is great. Mm -hmm. Because it's also found that if you engage in activities where you feel good, where you feel a sense of excitement at the same time as being with your partner, and that could be going to a, a class together, then those feelings you'll tend to find get more triggered when you're with that person again. We get that association. So if you do things together where you have that feeling of excitement, you'll start to feel that sort of feeling again with your partner. Mm. Yeah, so it's so it's kind of bringing that back into the relationship, isn't it? And there are always ways of doing that. Yeah, there are always ways of uh, injecting some life into the relationship, um, and and it might involve, yeah, as you say, doing activities. It might involve um, more social engagements if you feel like you need a bit more stimulus. Uh, it might also um, involve uh, more creative activities because I think we all have so much creative. Uh, potential, and I think we should do another podcast on that, by the way, on creativity. We have so much creative potential that this is like never-ending, potentially. There's always something new that can be discovered, and your partner has as well. So don't, don't feel like you've got to stop here. Um, yeah, absolutely. And also thinking, you know, is this sense of boredom, is this actually even to do with your partner, or is it mm. a sense of that maybe in other areas of your life you're feeling blocked? Mm-hmm. So it could be to do with your work. It could be to do with not having um, pursued things that you've really wanted to, like dreams you had when you were younger that maybe you've put on hold. And at some level, you, you, you know, sometimes when you get to a certain age, even when people talk about midlife crisis, realizing you've spent your life living someone else's dream, like your parents' dream for you to be kind of a particular in a job role or whatever it happens to be mm. and there's a sense of some sort of unfulfillment which you know mm. maybe we then read into of a relationship but it could be to do with other areas of our life and then it's about taking responsibility and thinking okay 
what can I do to bring more of the feelings that I want to in my life? Mm. Yeah, because it can be also, it can be an anxious response sometimes, bored and can't it? It can be this sort of fear of trying something new or fear of engaging with life or with other people. So it's a sort of, it can be a bit of a shutdown um, as well, a freeze response, um, which because you, you might feel overloaded, you might feel overwhelmed, um, you might feel, or you might feel you have no sense of direction of where to go next. Yeah. So often, I think boredom often is is connected to the sense of being stuck in in something. Yeah. In a in a difficulty. Yeah. So absolutely, boredom. The energy that goes with boredom is really no energy. Mm. So in terms of finding things to stimulate energy, are going to be really important. Find something that's in the contrast. What things energize you what could you do that would energize you mm. and these could be things you sometimes do on your own mm-hmm. like even you know I, th- I think regular some sort of physical activity whether you call it exercise or whatever um, can often have a huge impact on people's moods mm. so you know that can be really kind of powerful to do yourself that might make you feel more sense of excitement even when you're with your partner mm. it could be other things as well I mean you know, again, there are some things that dull our senses. Mm. You know, we, t- we do recreationally, which like too much social media, any addictive behaviour, whether it's too much alcohol or drugs, which we use to numb the senses. Mm. Well, that can often lead to kind of experience of boredom at other times because, you know, when we're trying to numb the things we don't like, unfortunately, it doesn't just numb things we don't like, but it also numbs our ability to really enjoy life to mm. feel that sense of what we do want mm. so even though sometimes with some of ad- addictive behaviors you might get a little buzz it's very short term but it stops you feeling more of a long-term feeling of happiness excitement or the things that you that can really kind of leave you feeling better mm, absolutely yeah so i think when you are feeling very bored then um, a good starting point is always to ask yourself as you say, how am I making myself feeling bored? How am I contributing to being so bored? Or what's going on for me? What is it? Why is it that I'm struggling to create some uh, excitement, some novelty also in my life? What's 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 stopping me? What's the fear here? Yeah, and, and importantly, thinking, uh, what can I do? What how would I like to feel? What would I like to be doing? What would I like to be feeling? If you could imagine some of those things, what would you write down? And actually mm. write it down. Mm-hmm. Spend 10 minutes, an hour, even do it daily. Just take time to consider what could I be doing that would help me feel more the way that I want to? Mm. What could I do with my partner? What what could we kind of plan together? Mm. Making sure you make time together. Because, again, in relationships, a lot of the time, and I've said this in other podcasts, is it's too easy for your partner to become like a piece of the furniture, like coffee machine. Mm. You know, we just, they're just parts of the surroundings rather mm. than somebody that, that kind of stimulates us or makes a difference in our life. Mm. And we can't just blame them for that. It's also, it's how we contribute to that. Mm. Making sure we take that time together. Even though life can be really demanding with work, mm. if you have children, it's about finding little, mo- even little moments mm. in the week where you take that time together to experience being with each other and experience something where you can do something together and feel good. Yes, and try to sort of almost have some sort of dissonance when it comes to your routine. 
It's about breaking the routine. It's about taking you out of that routine. It's just one tiny little step. Um, and it can, I mean, you can start by doing that through uh, a visualization, for example, also just sort of picture where do you want to be? Um, what's, you know, just have some wild ideas about, even if it's completely unrealistic, what would you rather be doing right now? So just step out of this routine, even if it's in your imagination, um, and sort of really feel your way into uh, a scenario, into a situation which might be exciting or or um, well, is, is exciting the term new for you, stimulating for you? What would that look like? And also with your partner, I'm sort of thinking, can you try to um, see your partner through a different lens? Uh, not just that, that person who you see every day, who looks the same every day, says the same every day, does the same every day. But can you imagine your partner looking at your partner through somebody else's lens, for example? How might they see your partner? And and the same for you. How might they see you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think also your own ability to be present with that situation at the moment is also important. So where our mind isn't distracted, where where we can be fully aware of what's going on. I think mm. little things with your partner can help you build up your experience of really feeling again. Because sometimes boredom mm, mm. is a shutdown from sensations over time for whatever reason. Mm. So opening up your ability and your confidence and courage to feel and to feel sensations. So maybe even um, having time for uh, a massage with your partner and just time, just very softly kind of running your fingers over the back, for example, put on scented... Put on some scented candles. Look at how you can stimulate the different senses. Mm. But as you get touched very lightly, really tune into that feeling. As you're touching a partner, tune into the feeling of what it's like to just touch them very, very lightly, feeling that sensation against your fingers or wherever it happens to be. So really tune into those feelings because mm. we want to open up our ability to feel. Yeah. And we want to also, I think what you're touching on is, uh, is this sort of Making the ordinary extraordinary, finding some opportunities for creating the extraordinary, for taking you out of this, the flow that you're very used to, for taking you out of your routine, for taking you out of your normal environment. And that might be just, yeah, by setting up the room in a different way. I think I like that. Yeah. It, it could be just something really simple, but something that uh, that takes you away from, from your from your typical ordinary experience. I, I would actually add to that a little bit. But I think it's not making the ordinary extraordinary. It's about realising that there is no ordinary, that every experience right. is extraordinary if you open yourself up to it. Yeah, that's true. So it's about how we perceive things and that, you know, things we see as being routine. Mm. How can we see those things differently? Mm. You know, because there can be extraordinary in every moment. Just looking out the window at at the, mm. the trees, the kind of the leaves just now. Mm. You know, that could just be like, oh, it's just uh, that tree's overgrowing. Or you can see the beauty in those leaves, the colours, the texture. Mm. Okay. So what you're saying is kind of looking looking at uh, the world uh, with wonder, yeah? Something like that. Yeah, I think that sort of childhood sort of curiosity mm. is great to tap into. That sort of, you know, not seeing this as experience that, oh, not again, you know, mm. in terms of mm. um, whatever it is, like, you know, maybe your partner buys you flowers every week and then after a while you think, 
uh, flowers, you know, same old flowers again. It's mm-hmm. just really having that appreciation of gratitude each time. Mm, yeah. And, you know, I think the problem is most people probably don't buy flowers enough. So mm. you break the ordinary, buy your partner some flowers. Mm. Yes, just do anything. That's surprising. I think there's also here something about surprise, isn't there? That often with boredom is experienced when everything becomes super predictable. Uh, and you already know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know what time you're getting up, you know you're getting on the train, you're getting in front of the computer or whatever. So when the, when everything is kind of clear, as you know, super clear, you know exactly what to expect. So I think there's something about surprise here um, that might be helpful as well in terms of breaking um, boredom. And you can surprise yourself by doing something different or you can surprise your partner, um, you know, introduce a different idea. Yeah, I think that can be really important. And also, each day, just taking a few moments to think what you appreciate about your partner, what you're grateful for in your relationship, because even those things that they do every day, you can still learn to appreciate and feel good about. But sometimes, because it's a routine, we forget to appreciate. And it's when we really appreciate, when we really take time to acknowledge that, again, we can turn what seems to be ordinary into extraordinary Mm. because many of those things are wonderful, but we Mm. don't acknowledge them because they happen frequently. Mm. So there's something about what you're describing as a sort of dulling of the senses, isn't it? Yeah. And maybe we get that also because our senses get overloaded uh, a lot of the time. We're taking in uh, a lot of new information all of the time. We're kind of constantly bombarded with impressions so maybe there's also something about, as you say, sort of the slowing down and the not being overstimulated and focusing just on one thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like, you know, if, if somebody was tapping you constantly, it would be annoying at first, mm. but after a few hours or even a few days, you'd, it would just go more into the background. You wouldn't notice it. Mm. And that's for something we don't like. But that happens with things we do like, too, is that even though somebody, our partner may do things that they think is very special... If we do it a lot, every day or every week, we may stop to appreciate it. Mm. We stop to feel that excitement. So mm. open yourself up to that sort of real feeling that you first felt mm. and, and see what you can make out of those experiences that maybe do happen regularly. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of feeling your way into these early days when everything is new and novel and super exciting uh, and unpredictable to some extent, particularly in the early stages of dating, you, there is a level of unpredictability. You don't know each other well enough yet to know what's coming your way, which is the excitement, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe the two things we can finish with, mm-hmm. just to kind of summarise for me from this podcast, are think about those things that you can do to build excitement. You know, with that question, how are you boring yourself? But what can you do to build more excitement? And the second thing is, how can you relive excitement in those things that may have been taken for granted that may have become ordinary but you can start to kind of find something new in them Mm. and how can you stop yourself from shutting down yeah Mm. good i think that's a good summary great so please head over to our podcast therelationshipmaze.com where you can take our free online argument quiz and discover your argument style and tune in next week and press subscribe right now and we look forward to speaking with you next week Looking forward to seeing you then. Take care. Bye. Bye.